the show everybody this is mike phillip on american Uck radio we got super don and the professor over in ottawa and it's been a really weird news week we got a lot of topics to cover today we're going to get into the orlando shooting and you know we have the benefit of a week going by and looking at the news cycle uh we're going to be talking about how chopsticks and alligators need to be banned because let's face it people are dying uh, Facebook is rolling out suicide prevention tools. We're going to be discussing that. Uh, corporations trademarking words and getting in a war over it. We're going to talk a little bit of hockey, not much, just a little bit. And we've got a special tribute to fathers on Father's Day and all kinds of stuff going on. Oh, yeah, in the second hour, in the last half, we've got a great guest, Robert Lee, an Edmonton attorney who's taking on the Alberta government over illegal kidnapping mike super don how you guys doing hanging in there here we are another week and ready to rock and roll ready to rock i'm mike. i'm alive and paying taxes <laughs> that's all anybody <laughs> expects from you <laughs> good it, good so. good complaint good good, yeah. good. Yeah. all right let's kick it off people <laughs> over in Ottawa. How you doing, Mike? I am black and white. How are you? Just because you can't turn on a woman doesn't mean the rest of us need a drug. <laughs> <laughs> you, my friend, are in deep doo-doo. In your face. All right, so you might not have heard about this, but there was a, uh, a shooting in Orlando last week where a lone gunman, it is reported went into a nightclub called Pulse, frequented by homosexuals. And uh, the official story is that he was able to kill 50 people and there was 53 wounded. And the world is outraged by this attack. Now, the, the, the way that I want to come at this today is the story has been... You'd think that it would be more clear as time goes by... But nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, it's just getting really convoluted because you've got a bunch of different uh, groups trying to get this story to align with their, uh, what would you even call it, uh, ideology or, or agenda, I guess you'd say. I mean, you got, uh, you know, 700 clubs saying that, uh, you know, Gays and Muslims are the worst thing in America, and it's a good thing that this happened. You've got Obama saying that this is squarely blamed on a lack of gun control in the United States. You've got uh, Joyce ba- uh, Joyce Bayer on the that train wreck with a bunch of women talking politics, uh, saying that this is that Donald Trump planned this. And, you know, following this story, it's taken so many different directions. What are your thoughts, Don? 
You know, there's an old saying, don't ever let a crisis go to waste. And that is what you're seeing here is the opportunistic crowds out there. They're trying to put this to their advantage. You've got Donald Trump blaming Obama. You've got Obama blaming Trump. You've got other people blaming Hillary. You've got people trying to use this before the bodies were even cold to try and push a gun control agenda. Um, you mentioned 700 Club. I don't... If, yeah, Pat Robert. Anything that guy has had to say. <laughs> well, time, there's been a hurricane, a tornado, an earthquake. It's all been because God's trying to punish gay people and and whatever. But um, yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. And listen, you want to feel bad, obviously, for the loss of life. But there are so many strange details to this story where things just don't add up. They don't make sense. People are saying things that contradict what it is that even logic would dictate. I don't even know where to go with this. I'm just like slamming beers trying to forget about it. <laughs> Take I mean, at the this blue point, pill. it's so frustrating. It is frustrating. I mean, it, you know, and here's the thing. A lot of people died, right? But it seems like we're supposed to know about a handful, you know, and, and it's being just over and over again. I mean, it, it's crazy. The, you know, okay, so let's take Jamaica. Right. Jamaica has laws criminalizing gay sex and rights groups have warned LGBT face frequent discrimination. That's Jamaica. So the embassy, the U.S. embassy in Kingston joined other missions around the world in flying the rainbow flag in solidarity with the victims of the attack. And, and this story goes on to say the worst mass shooting in U.S. history, and I would like to say it is not the worst shooting hit, and and that is not to diminish the uh, pain for the victims or uh, anything that may or may not have happened. But it's it's not the worst. But what I'd like to know: why are they flying a rainbow flag over U.S. embassies? What's the proper protocol down there, Don, for this situation? This blew me away when I saw this because I'm thinking the U.S. Embassy, first off, where did they get a rainbow flag? Is this something that they just keep in the closet in the event that they have a need for the rainbow flag? In case there's a shooting in Orlando, yeah. It's uh, Walmart. You buy them at Walmart. What's that? You can buy them at Walmart now. Well, Jamaican Walmart? I guess the Jamaican Walmart. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> we rolling back prices, man. Yeah, um, right. But, and and the, the thing that gets me about this is that why is not, and I don't, I don't want people to take me wrong on this. I have no problem with, with gay, you know, lesbian, nothing. I've got friends. It's something I'm, I'm very socially liberal when it comes to things like this. But, uh, you know, 49 people died in a nightclub. 49, 49 Americans died in a nightclub. Why are we flying a special flag for them because of their sexual orientation? Um, I'm thinking if we fly the American flag at half-staff in honor of the Americans that were shot, that's appropriate. Because it seems like, you know, the, the people in the, in the gay community are constantly trying to fight discrimination because they feel like they are not being treated like everybody else. Yet, when something like this happens, they want their, their own flag to be flown instead of the American flag. I think that contradicts the whole idea of wanting to be included uh, and treated like everybody else. Well, did they fly the Florida flag for that kid that got eaten at Disney? I don't think so. I mean, that seriously, is- think about it. They're, they're making an exemption for one group of individuals. And then... If it wasn't bad enough, they they roll out this guy, and I'm not making this up. His name is Angel Colon. Angel 
hole in. No joke. <laughs> and and he is well, supposedly bad. a victim of this attack. And we've got some little bits of him talking at the press conference. I want you to really listen to what this guy's saying here. I was talking to the last girl I was talking to, and out of nowhere, I, we just hear a big shotgun. All right, he was talking to a girl, and he heard a big shotgun, not a little one. Now, it's being reported that the weapon used in the attack was a Sig Sawyer two two three, which sounds nothing like a shotgun. Mind you, a shotgun can have a slug, it can have buckshot, birdshot, rock salt, different sound for each load, but okay, he heard a shotgun. Let's, see, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And, and he's sitting in a wheelchair, and let me just add, he's got color in his face, he's not sweating, he sounds like he's a little slow, but not drugged. And unfortunately, I was uh, shot about three times in my leg, so I had fallen down. Shot about three times in the leg. Uh, maybe, if maybe you, two. If you're shot, you know how many times you've been shot. I don't care. I Once, tried to twice, get back up, but everyone started uh, running everywhere. I got trampled over, and um, I shattered and broke my bones on my left leg. So now he's been shot three times, trampled, broke his leg. So by this time, I, I couldn't walk at all. Uh, all I could do was just lay down there while everyone was just running on top of me, trying to get to where they had to be. And um, all I could hear was the shotgun. All I could hear was the shotgun. Mike, Mike, and Super Don on American Knock Radio. We're going to get a little bit more into this story and then abandon it completely after this. to American Uck Radio, everybody. This is your host, Mike Phillip. The call-in line is 855-660-4261. Once again, 855-660-4261. Or you can get a hold of us at Radio at gmail.com. And after the show, approximately 48 hours later or so, the episodes are posted in podcast form on our website, AmericanUckRadio.com. With the commercials edited out. Now, we were talking before the break about this guy, Angel Colon, that they rolled out in front of the uh, TV cameras. They did this thing where he was meeting with the cop that uh, dragged him out of there. And uh, he's he's talking about what happened that night. So if, if you didn't catch it in the first segment, by this time he's heard shotguns, he's been shot three times, his leg is broken, and he's been trampled. So by this time, I, I couldn't walk at all. Uh, all I could do was just lay down there while everyone was just running on top of me, trying to get to where they had to be. And um, all I could hear was the shotgun, one after another, and people screaming, people yelling for help. All right, so, you know, he's been trampled. He's laying there trying to play dead. and uh... This man, um, he goes into the other room, and I can just hear more shotguns going on. More shotguns. I thought I was a little safe at this time because, you know, it's giving everyone time to tackle him down or get him down. All right. So he feels like he's safe finally. And I'd like to add that his voice is not shaking. He's not. He does not sound that traumatized to me. Mind you, I've never been shot three times, leg broken and trampled, but he goes on. But unfortunately, I hear him come back 
and he's shooting everyone that's already dead on the floor, making sure they're dead. Um, I'm, I was able to peek over, and I can just see him <coughs> shooting at everyone. And I can hear the, sh- uh, the shotguns closer, and I look over, and he shoots the girl next to me. All right, so now the girl right next to him has been shot, which would be really loud. I don't care what kind of load's in that gun. You, you've heard gunfire, hey, uh, Mike? <laughs> I've been shot when I was in the military, so yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it, felt yeah, it, Yeah, so it. you know the deal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, and I've, I mean, I've shot, like, so many things with a shotgun, like uh, pumpkins, cans, whatever. I know what kind of damage they make. Yeah, I've got so much that I could say about this. It's not even funny. I mean, okay, let's let's first talk about the fact that he was shot how many? Fifty-two times. About basically what he, based based on what he's saying, shattered legs. He said and, he's possibly three. He's not sure. It might have been three. Well, he he would know by the time he got out of the hospital, which somehow he got You'd out uh, a day and a half later and is already doing interviews. Um, which, exactly. Which, yeah. Which really sounds odd to me, okay? Coming from a medical background and coming from a military background, I could tell you straight up, I've never seen people go in and out that quick. Um, and they, they were definitely not going to be happy. They're not going to be open to talking about it. Another thing, he says, oh, I saw this, I saw that. And he can, he's, he's recounting all these things about a quote-unquote shotgun-wielding guy. Now, when you get shot or when you have something traumatic... You are actually not paying attention to things around you. You are paying attention to yourself. Okay, you feel yeah, just nonchalantly says, "Yeah, he shot the girl next to me." Yeah, I shot the girl next to me, and I could see him creeping out from behind the sofas, and he did a double backflip, and he shot somebody in the head. No, 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 you would not be able to tell all that stuff. Um, all it, right, well, it, you know what, Mike, you're gonna love this. It gets better. Oh, and uh, just lost my feet. <laughs> <laughs> you, you broke it. All right, here it goes. And I'm just there laying down. I'm thinking I'm next. I'm dead. So I don't know how, but by the glory of God, he shoots towards my head, but it hits my hand. And then he shoots me again, and it hits uh, the side of my hip. All right, let's do a count. That's uh, three in the leg, one in the hand, one in the hip. That's five shot times this guy's been shot. He's been trampled, and when he tried to run, his leg broke, and he's just sitting there explaining this nonchalantly. Like, my BS detector is going off big time. And he's got no casts. He's got no bandages. He's got two little bandages. He's got no bandage on his hand that got shot. Oh, yeah, okay. But, I mean, his hand would be splattered if it was a shotgun. Another thing, okay... They, they say it's a shotgun, then they say it's an AR-15, then they say it's a six-hour, then they say it's this and that. So, if a, it, it, don't forget, 50 dead and 50 injured. That's 100 people. How many soldiers would it take to injure 100 people, whether it's close-quarter combat or not? You need, first of all, if he's using a semi-automatic weapon, I couldn't even care if it's a combat shotgun with five rounds in it. He needs to keep reloading that thing over and over and over again. Targeting well, he's got people. 30 to a mag. If you listen, you can cha- you can flip out a mag pretty quick, man. I can do oh, it yeah. in, in under if, three seconds. Well, if it's automatic, I could understand that. Semi-automatic, somebody's going to. It jump wasn't automatic. You or, it was semi. Yeah, so semi-automatic. I mean, you could you could offload clips really quickly, but supposedly he was focusing on the people that were on the ground. Now that doesn't make any sense from the point of any other shooting that's happened, whether they're you know, pharmaceutically induced shootings or, or you know, CIA paid in shootings, people don't actually just focus on the people that are on the ground. You keep shooting more and more. You, you shoot whatever's moving or you shoot in a general direction and hope that you hit something. 
I guess like, what it boils down to me is what if if you've got all these victims and you you like why rule this bozo out in front of the cameras to tell this cockamamie story? Why do that? It it actually damages the credibility of the whole story. Yeah, and and where's the list of people that are supposedly dead? Why is the, well, they've they got show? them out there. They're out there. They they they, they do. They put, they put out pictures and names and stuff like that. But I mean. You know, it's why why roll this guy out if this happened? That cheapens the memory of those who died if that happened. That's my yeah, point. And, and there are some other details of this that make it even more bizarre. From what I understand, the guy was in the club for like three hours before this thing ended. And while he's in there shooting people and chasing people around and shooting people on the ground and stuff like that, he was getting on Facebook and posting selfies yeah. and pictures oh, yeah. and doing Facebook posts. And texting, texting his wife. with his wife. Yeah. And, and well, doing yeah. all of this stuff. And literally, uh, the guy basically, I mean, he could have ordered a pizza. I mean, yeah, exactly. he's been sitting in this place <laughs> and, all of this time. What is going on? He and probably wouldn't have had to pay for the pizza. Where did well, he keep the weapon? I mean, wouldn't the bouncers notice on the way in that the guy's holding an assault rifle or, or a shotgun or a pistol in his pants? I mean... So, so I guess. He's in there. yeah, he's in there for hours just chilling with weapons on him. No, they go in, doing they Snapchat, shoot, and they hey, leave. look at me, here I am with the dead people. I, I don't know. It's uh, there's some really, really weird uh, details here, questions that I think need to be answered. Look, here's here's my take on it. It's the same as Sandy Hoax. It's the same as the the Batman uh, shooting. It's 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 nine eleven all over again. It's staged or it's set up or it's somebody paid off for a certain reason. The details don't make any sense, and we won't know about the actual details for another two years. And then we're gonna find out that there was green screens. We're gonna find out all kinds of weird stuff like that. And they're just going to use it for political purposes. Like Sandy I Hope guess Catholic. that's possible. I guess you that's know? possible. But oh, at yeah. the same time, okay, so this happened. At the same time, uh, across the Pacific, I'm going to switch gears here. A Japanese guy who stabbed his father to death with a chopstick was arrested what? on Thursday. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Oh, no. <laughs> Michikasu Ikenuchi. 51 admitted he stabbed his 80-year-old father in the throat with a 30-centimeter-long wooden cooking chopstick on Wednesday night after a quarrel at their home in Osaka, western Japan, according to police. And wow. it was because his parents were arguing. Well, I guess he put an end to that. So, you know, tragedy happens all over the place. Mike, Mike, and Super Don will be back after this. Back to American Uck Radio. This is your host, Mike Phillip. The call in line is 855-660-4261, or you can get a hold of us at AmericanUckRadio at gmail.com, or you can check out our website, AmericanUckRadio.com. For the break, we were talking about this. Uh, so this, this Japanese guy, 51-year-old man, killed his dad with a chopstick, and uh, he, he said that he tried to stop his parents from arguing and did not intend to kill his father, said a Osaka police official. <laughs> well, okay, hold on. So you took a chopstick, you stabbed your dad in the neck, but you didn't intend to kill him. What, what, what were you trying to do? 
Well, it was an accident. He said that in his anger, he waved the chopstick in front of his father, but before he knew it, it got stuck in his throat. Uh, I don't know why I'm laughing at that, especially right before Father's Day. But you know what? There's definitely better things you can do with a chopstick. Humble one, two, three, four, five. Everybody love a Chinese steam or fry from the Chinese restaurant around the corner. So you say you want some, want some soup, I bring your order. Roast duck is a special all this week with high So don't kill your nice. father with a chopstick. And actually, that was Chinese, and I guess this story was from Japan. But uh, well, whatever. You, do, you can use chopsticks <laughs> for either one, though. So it, it works. I guess. Mike, you lived in China. Did you use chopsticks? Uh, yeah, you pretty much have no choice. And there's actually um, kind of a quote-unquote ritual. Well, it's a, a habit that you have to get into. But yeah, I mean, they'll give you tea at almost every meal if you go to a restaurant and you, you have to wash your chopsticks with the tea. Okay. And then there's certain, hmm? yeah, there's certain rules about placing the chopsticks. You're not allowed to point them at people. You can't leave them in your bowl. Uh, okay, just, just give me a fork. You. Okay. Yeah, right. They probably they make they every fork that goes to Walmart, too. So, I mean, it's not like they don't have them. <laughs> they, 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 don't, they don't have them in restaurants, though. So, it's like you got to bring your own fork, and then somebody's going to go up to you and be like, I don't know what you're doing. Why you don't use the chopstick? <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. Fair enough. <laughs> and now I'm, now I'm looking at my cat, and my mouth is watering, but... Yeah. <laughs> cat. Mm. So... No, no. Well, you stir fry it with some oyster sauce. All right, okay. Peta, <laughs> Peta, direct your email to <laughs> <laughs> Professor Mike at gotohell.com. All right, so Facebook is rolling out a new tool to support users who may use the social media site to express thoughts of suicide or self harm. And this is kind of interesting because, uh, you know. Why would Facebook care? But starting this week, Canadian users will be able to flag posts where a friend has expressed worrisome thoughts. What's a worrisome thought? You know, is it, it, my friend is a Trump supporter, right? Either that or, I mean, how many times have you seen people say on Facebook things like, F my life. Or, oh, yeah, you FML. Know, you see it all Yeah, time. exactly, right? Like, you know, people get in a bad mood and they automatically go to social media. And a lot of times it's for attention, right? But I, I see nothing but abuse coming out of this. What's your opinion, Mike? Well, I think it's going to be a lot like the uh, the trademark flags that you can do on YouTube, where if you see somebody's video, you can flag it saying that there's potential trademark infringement, and then they take right. down the video, and then they harass the YouTube guy. So I think that's what's going to happen. You know, people are going to just start flagging people that they don't like, and Facebook's going to halt their account and say, oh, you, you may be suicidal. Go seek psychiatric help to get a medication that'll make you suicidal. 
Either that or a SWAT team shows up with an ambulance oh, to, uh, right? Yep. Like, that yep, does happen. Like, there's family members that have called because somebody's suicidal and the cops showed up and killed them. Like, that's how you read about that uh, all the and, time. And you know how Facebook works. It seems like Facebook always knows what it is you've been talking about. How much you want to bet these people, once they get flagged, they're going to start seeing pop-up ads for Prozac and, and stuff yeah, like that, right? Suicide prevention hotline, that's things right. like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't forget um, the loony bins. Like, for example, here at the Royal Ottawa Hospital, which is our mental hospital here, um, they give you, they will actually give you money for involuntary admission. So if I say, you know, Mike Phillips, a nut job, blah, 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 whatever, <laughs> and you end up getting sent there, they'll actually give me 75 bucks. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of there you go. So there's a monetary. Person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they're billing. They're billing a thousand dollars a day to keep each person in there. I just want to know why you picked Mike money. Phillip. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I have to pick one of you guys as a nut job, and just uh, you know. I'm just a little sad is all. He's just. The but target. I mean, the the thing is like. Uh, I mean, people get in weird fights over Facebook all the time, too, like, you know, due to punctuation or politics. And oh, yeah. I see nothing but abuse coming out of this. And not only that, let me just say this. Maybe where I live is an unrealistic example of things, but over the years, I've only known maybe I can count on one hand in a lot of years, how many times I've seen, uh, you know, not seen them, but heard of somebody actually committing suicide. Like, is it, is it really that common? It's, it's getting to be more and more common with the psychotropic drugs. I mean, those say right in the label, if you're taking an antidepressant, it's going to increase your chances of wanting to commit suicide. So, yeah, well, that could it be- happens. I mean, it happens. But you know what? Look, we are in such a weird place in society where Facebook is being used as a tool. You know what? If, if you've got a friend who seems depressed, you don't have to use some kind of a Facebook tool. Go talk to them. They're your friend. Right. right? I mean, come on, man. I mean, you yeah. got to use some f- special Facebook button to talk to, you know, to try and, and help somebody who is a, quote, friend. If they're really your friend, go talk to them. Go by their house. Have some kind of human contact with this person. Don't use some Facebook tool. When, when, I, was, when I was still in med school, um, we had a teacher that actually said, and, and, and you know what? Most men would agree with me. Um, if you have a friend that's depressed, he made a joke, and he said, why not just take him to the strip club? He's like, get him drunk and let him look at some women. That'll cure everything. Well, depending <laughs> on what strip club you go, it could be worse. Well, I mean, if you go into the wrong one and there's like mutated women. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 take them to a, uh, maybe a nightclub in Orlando. Have you ever been to Cheer Sudbury, up. Ontario? Oh God, yes. I, I I was there once, and a bunch of guys wanted to go to a strip club, and uh, I I couldn't pour enough soap in my eyes after I left. Like you were talking about mutated strippers, <laughs> it was weird, man. I'm telling you. So like they go on to explain how this works. Now, when a concerned user clicks the report post button by clicking the arrow at the top right hand of a post, Facebook will send a notification to the user who made the post. When that person logs in, next they will receive a notification offering them the option to get in touch with the person who flagged the post, another friend, or contact information for a suicide helpline. And in Canada, users will be directed to kids' help phones. So, you know, this is, there's going to be a record of this. 
And uh, the, so Dr. Patrick Smith of the, the national CEO of the Canadian Mental Health Association says, with so many people using social media today, it's important to help users learn to recognize and act on behalf of friends, family, and colleagues who may need help. Facebook reaches millions of users every day, and this guide will provide critical mental health information, resources for people in crisis, and for their friends and family. So, and not only that, but let me just add this. A lot of times, people do things on social media just for show. Attention, yes. It's all just for show. 90% 90 of it. People whining, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they'll use it for revenge or, and that's what I see happening here. I see, I see people getting falsely reported. Because oh yes. There, there's this term called vague booking where somebody will make a statement like, you know, boy, some people sure are blah, 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 whatever like that without putting who it is. And so it's like 15 of their friends. Now I'll look at it and go, Oh God, are they talking about me? I've seen people do that. Yes. I've seen people do that, but you know what? I don't buy into it because there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. You want to get yourself unfriended real quick? Do that crap. <laughs> That's what I. <laughs> That's like the worst thing that can happen. Mike, Mike, and Super Don talking about Facebook and suicide here on American Arc Radio. We'll be back after this. Mike and the Professor and Super Don back on American Arc Radio. Now, over the break, Don sent me this uh, article from Science Daily, and I'm just going to give a quick summary going along with what we were talking about with the the Facebook suicide button. And uh, this is from the University of Pittsburgh School of Health Sciences. It says, the more time young adults use social media, the more likely they are to be depressed. According to new research, the findings could guide clinical and public health interventions to tackle depression, the forecast to become the leading cause of disability in leading cause of disability in high income countries by twenty thirty. But 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 that's coming from a school of health sciences, so I mean I see a setup here where they just want to diagnose more people with depression because that translates into drug sales. That's my take. Yeah, I think it's in, it's interesting, though, if you look at it this way. If social media is causing depression, you know, instead of this being some great thing where Facebook is going, oh, we care about people and we want to help battle depression, hashtag Facebook depression, we love you, or something. Really, it's almost, according to this research, it looks like Facebook is trying to cover their ass on a problem that they're causing. Kind of like the warnings control. on, uh, the, like, the, the uh, VLTs, the gambling machines, every single one of them, it says, do you have a problem gambling? Call right. this number. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, How interesting is that? Huh? I, I remember arcade games when they used to put those don't do, winners don't do drugs commercials. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think that was... Uh, Clinton administration or somebody the, the, that did no, that, that. was uh, Bush Senior. The Justice Department started oh, putting Bush those Senior. on video games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Winners don't do drugs and all these things. And I remember yep. that as a kid. And um, yeah, no, I think it's all just damage control. I mean, look at who owns Facebook, right? 
It's not not no uh, Zuckerberg and all this crap. It's yeah know. yeah Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Who called his users dumb effers? If you think that we're going to keep your information private, he he you know he was quoted as saying that. Oh well, look at look at the terms of service, right? The terms of the, the agreements basically tell tell you that anything you do can and will be used against you. You yeah. know what well, I mean? Well, listen, I'm going to say I, I it might make me unpopular, but I I would agree with with Zuckerberg on this this particular comment. You are a dumb effer if you think that I anything do, I, you I put on the too. internet is going to be private. Oh, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm totally. Like, we we all grew up, anybody with half a brain also grew up with the whole saying of don't talk to strangers. And now it's post your whole life story for 7 billion people to read. I mean, nah. If, if, if sure. I wouldn't go up to a guy down the road and tell him, you know, my shoe size and my favorite food and, and how I feel and what I did yesterday, then why would I turn around and announce it to 7 billion people? Where's the I logic? I saw an that? interview with a guy that was uh, used to be in an intelligence agency, and he said it's not fun anymore. We used to have to, like, dig into a person's life and go through their garbage and, like, really actually have to work. Now it's done from a laptop in a basement. Yep. People yeah, don't like, think about it. I mean, they have been conditioned, you know, to just put everything and everything, you know, you can think of about yourself on Facebook so that people can go, oh, look how cute or, oh, whatever. And listen, I'm just as guilty about that as anybody else. Um, I think everybody has has gotten used to that at this point. It's become the norm. And it is it is kind of worrisome, I guess. But at the same time, I honestly don't just, I just don't give a flip. You know, it's like whatever. You want to know what I'm where I live or what I do, I don't care. It doesn't it doesn't bother me any. But anybody who has any privacy issues or concerns, this is the reason why they don't have a Facebook account and a Twitter account and an Instagram and a you know, whatever. How many different social media services are there out there now, you know? Well, it's trendy. And I, and yeah. I have none of them. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. no social media at all. <laughs> right. right. To, contact, to contact me, you got to have a, a tin can with a string and a tin can uh, attached a to A raisin like with a little note attached to its leg, right? Well, Pigeons. not anymore. With all the GMO food that it's eating, it's going to die of cancer before it ever reaches me. So. All right. I think we've discussed suicide to death. Let's switch gears. Hey, everybody. We're all going to get late. Oh, hey. All right. <laughs> No, we're going to talk about, listen to this, who knew? Banking giant Citigroup has trademarked thank you and is now suing tech giant AT&T for how it says thanks to its own loyal customers. This is unlawful conduct amounting to wanton trademark infringement, Citigroup claims. In federal court, they went on to say, so... They, in this lawsuit, the financial institution says AT&T is infringing Citigroup's intellectual property or because of AT&T. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, you just said how it. You, You're getting the, sued, pal. How the hell do you trademark thank you? Are they, are they trademarking you're welcome to? No, yeah. but I, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Once this kicks off, uh, you know, wow. I mean, who's going to trademark what, right? Thank yeah, you. like, can I trademark, kind of like what the psychiatric industry does where they, they label everything as an illness, can I trademark something natural, like people walking, can I trademark that as mine and charge, you know, royalties, or anytime you pass gas, that goes to me? Can sure, I, buddy. I, you know, I can it's all yours. go and, I mean, it's a, it's, you know, it's the liberal, the, the new liberal generation, right? I should be able to do anything I want. Well, this is corporate, man. This is corporate, right? Like, this this is corporations taking over everything, including language. But uh, because of AT&T's unlawful conduct, Citigroup wants 
unspecified damages is, and is demanding that a federal judge block this alleged illegal marketing campaign. Wow. And so, but does that mean, okay, so they can't say thank you. Does that mean they can say, thanks, guys? Or, you know what I mean? Well, like, wh- not to be outdone, in the, it, it turns out that AT&T, trying to get back and probably trying to irritate them, apparently then tried to uh, apply for a trademark on AT&T thanks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I can't have thank you. I'm going to take thanks. You know yeah. who wins in all of this? Uh, lawyers, talk radio. <laughs> not, not radio. Lawyers, man, lawyers winning all of this. So I mean, yeah. that's the thing. They probably got lawyers on both sides that are meeting for lunch in the middle and saying, "Hey, let's get them to do this, and then oh, then we'll do this, and and you know we'll be laughing all the way to the bank." You, you know what this is? This is a bunch of five year olds saying, "I know you are, but what am I? I know right. you are, but what am I?" <laughs> that's what it is. They're just throwing rocks at each other and whining. You'd think that the judge would throw it out of court saying it's frivolous. I mean, you know, it, like, does somebody own does somebody own the, the song Happy Birthday? Uh, yes, somebody does. Or is it um, public domain? I don't remember who they were, um, but I know, like, songs like Frosty the Snowman, Happy Birthday, all these things are trademarked. Um, like, for example, uh, do you guys remember the movie uh, 28 Days Later? No. No, it's a zombie. I forgot it three days later. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah. well, they used the uh, Frosty the Snowman song, and it was just in a snow globe or something like that, and they had to pay, I think, $12 million to the great-granddaughter of the person who owns it. That really happened? Yeah. That sounds well, like listen, a real... These things, these things are not, they're not unusual. I, I know, you guys don't know who uh, Michael Buffer, the uh, ring announcer is, right? Let's get ready to rumble. Yes, yes. Now, literally, uh, we, we almost might be a little worried about the fact that you just said that because what Michael oh, Buffer has done, because he's more or less retired. Um, he shows up in movies every once in a while, you know, as a, as a guy who's announcing in a ring. But what he did is after he retired, there were a lot of radio stations around the country that would use that clip for some type of creative use and some kind of like a musical intro or some kind of a parody or whatever. And he was actually going after every single radio station that played that clip and suing each and every one of them for six figures every time they did it. Well, so, he, he could sue me. I mean, I'm behind on... I was just going to say, do you think so. he's listening? <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble! There, sue me. Oh, what do you want, my lawn furniture? Rebel. What I, a I rebel got, you I are. Got, <laughs> I got to see uh, his brother, Bruce Buffer, at a uh, martial arts tournament, and they, they paid him $2,000 just to go out and say that. The trademark, you know, Buffer family... Uh, a mating call or whatever you want to call it. Well, I guess I can see why they would want to have the rights to that then if he's getting too grand to say that on stage. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they, there's quite a few things that people trademark and stuff, and it's you go out and you you burp and you make a thousand dollars. It's it's like, man, it, it's rid- ridiculous. Well, so the system works, is what you're saying. Uh, it works for the certain people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. This is definitely fascism at its finest. I mean. Uh, Oh, yeah. well, we're in the uh, wrong, wrong line of work is what I'm thinking right now. I want to go get... Tra- can you trademark F off? Probably somebody uh, like already just did Just what, the F or the full word? No, well, the full word. I mean, I'm just trying to be nice here or something like that. Could you imagine? I mean, you could you could file a lawsuit every day. Well, look, the, the misspelling... <laughs> That'd be great. 
of F-U-C-K. There's F-C-U-K. The misspelling is trademarked by a company that makes clothing and... Yeah, that's clothing. a clothing store. At the, they, there's a chain of them. Wow. Yeah. 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 So you can play on words and make millions upon millions of dollars. We've got one in Edmonton. Mike, Mike and Super Don on American Uck Radio will be back with a special tribute to some very important people after this hard break. 